Dear Yoga Teacher, now is the time to make a much bigger impact in the world. You're listening to The Yogipreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurial yoga teachers who want to stop the hustle and overwhelm and instead create more income, freedom and success. I'm your host, Kelly McHugh, founder of Digital Yoga Academy, and I'm sharing business and marketing strategies to grow your community in a way that makes it easy to take action today. I believe that you have a unique message to share that your people need to hear. So let's get to it. So welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. And um, today I'm talking to you all about blogging and how blogging can help your yoga business, okay? So maybe you already have a blog and you'd like to learn a little bit more about um, how you can maximize the opportunities with your blog. Um, Or perhaps, you know, it's something that you've been thinking about. Um, But first of all, I just wanted to kind of talk about the space. And by that, I mean the yoga teacher space. Obviously, there's lots more yoga teachers out there. Um, And, you know, this is a good thing because there's more people to share the message of yoga yoga um, so that's always a good thing but you know what it does mean is that it's it's becoming harder to stand out okay there are so many experienced yoga teachers um, that standing out is becoming more of a challenge and the truth is you know if you're not open to trying new tactics to share your message it is going to become even more difficult to thrive as a yoga teacher and to make a living from teaching yoga, okay? There was a time when yoga teachers could just teach and make a good living, but as more teachers go through their training, it is becoming harder um, and you know it's becoming more important to be visible to be visible online. And marketing and ways of promoting yourself you know, it really is a new skill um, to to add to your yoga teaching resume or your CV. And I'm sure that, you know, when you went through your yoga teacher training, you didn't think that you would have to become a marketer. Um, but actually, it's, it's critical and it's crucial now to have some marketing and uh, business skills to help you to be more visible. And one of the ways to be truly visible online is through is through a blog on your website. And it's actually super easy, as all you're doing is you're sharing your thoughts on the thing that you love and know the most, yoga, okay? That's all you're doing. You're just sharing your thoughts in a written format. Okay, so if you're asking yourself, you know, if you really need to be spending time researching topics and writing for your blog, in my opinion, the answer is yes. It really is such an important piece, really, for building an online presence and also for community, but for adding value to your community and positioning yourself as an expert in your community. So your blog can do all of those magical things. Okay, so, you know, I know that um, you might be thinking, well, you know, I'm teaching yoga and I'm running around town. I've got so many other things. How on earth could I fit in time to, um, you know, to start blogging? And, you know, maybe it feels a little bit overwhelming to even start considering that. And, you know, most people, when they do start a blog, 
you know, they will write maybe two or three articles and then they'll quit. And that is quite often because the process can become so overwhelming. And when overwhelm kicks in, it's easy just to fall off the bandwagon uh, because you are teaching and you're doing everything else. And blogging just becomes, you know, a lesser priority, I guess. Um, so I, I know from experience <laughs> that situation. I guess really I'd say to you is that in that case, or no, in every case when it comes to blogging, if you want to make it part of your week, it's really important to have a plan, okay? Because when you've got a plan and you spend a little bit of time putting a plan down and writing on pen and paper, on your laptop, on a spreadsheet, whatever works best for you, when you spend that little bit of time, it really starts to just pay off, okay? Because it's much easier than sitting at your laptop and thinking, okay, what am I going to write about today, yeah? So um, I really encourage you to you know, think of blogging as an extension of your yoga teachings, yeah? So you know, perhaps you're sharing something on your blog that you just didn't have time to share with your students in your class. And when you start to think of it like that, your blog you know, is an outlet that allows you to expand on your teachings and to share new information that you've learned as well okay so if you've been to some what new workshops and you've learned something as a teacher you can share those things with your students and with your community through through your blog okay so as well as the things that you teach you know in your class through the words and the things that you say you can also help your students and support their practice through your written words as well, okay? So you just think about, you know, what message of yoga do I want to share with them, but just in a different way and outside of the studio. I also say that, you know, if you're, before you kind of dive into writing your blog, your first blog post, you should really start to, or spend a little time just understanding your why. This will really help you to stay committed and why you're blogging will help you to continue to feel inspired and motivated to work on your blog each week. There are many reasons um, why you should start a blog, uh, from extending your reach around the world, to networking and getting collaborations off the ground, but also building your community and just sharing more of you, okay? Because your, your blog is a really nice way to share the, the behind the scenes things that happen in your life and any trainings that you've been on and um, just to share more of your personality as well. Okay, but today I want to focus on one of the key reasons why blogging is so important and that's to boost traffic to your website. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to give you a little bit of marketing speak now, so just kind of bear with me with this, stick with me. I want you to start to think of blogging as the start of a marketing funnel, okay? So we're going to visualize a funnel, okay? And you should start to think of it as a route into you and your yoga business and what you have to offer, okay? So your blog, it serves as... Um, 
as a way for you to create awareness of you, okay? So you, you write about things that are passionate, that you're passionate about, and that you care about, and you share those things, and the ideal scenario is we want those people to land onto your website, to read your blog, okay? So if you visualize that as the top of the funnel, <laughs> okay, so the top of the marketing funnel, so they come onto the website, we want them to work their way down the funnel, okay, so as you and other people share your blog posts in new places, new people are going to learn about you, okay, so it's really good for awareness, and the challenge that you have is to create really engaging content for your blog, okay? And this engaging content, you want it to create desire with the people that are reading it. What we want from this desire is we want people to feel a connection to you so that they want to work with you, okay? So that they want you to be their yoga teacher. That's what we're aiming for. So as people come into the top of the marketing funnel, they read your blog, and then they see your opt-in freebie, which hopefully will be relevant to the blog post that they've just read. And, you know, if they like the look of that and they're your ideal student, they're going to fill in their email address and they're going, to, they're going to end up on your email list, okay? At that point, you can start to create a relationship with them and move them down the funnel. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. Give me a thumbs up if that makes sense. <laughs> so the more that you blog, okay, the better your website's SEO will become, and the more people will find your website, they'll contact you, sign up to your email list, and hopefully go on to book your yoga classes. And that's, that's the goal, right? So, you know, as a yoga teacher, one of your primary goals is probably to attract more students to your classes, okay? So you should see the start of your blog, or you should see your blog, as the start of that process, yeah? As the start of the marketing funnel to grow your yoga business by attracting new students. So the other thing that's um, really important is, is to, well, what I want to talk about next is, is Google, okay? And how you can use your blog to make Google happy, okay? So um, getting traffic to your website um, is hugely important, as I said, to get people onto your email list. Um, basically what happens is um, Google and other search engine websites like Yahoo, although who uses Yahoo these days? It's all about Google. Um, so Google will, will send these little spiders into, onto your website and these spiders will crawl around and they will, will check out all of the pages on your website. And what they'll do is they'll kind of make they take a snapshot of what they find on your on the pages on your website. So they take a snapshot and then they come back into Google and what they'll do is they'll use that information to um, rank your pages in the search results, okay? So when somebody types something into Google, if you're doing all of this well and you're using the right keywords and you've got lots of blog posts that Google's been able to um, crawl and um, show up in the results, index into the results, then your pages will come up in those search results. The more pages that you have, then the more pages Google has to rank in the search results. So that's why it's really important. 
if you if you only have a website that's you know just got a, a few pages like an about page or you know your class schedule or a contact page then there's really not a lot of information for these search engines like Google to crawl and then rank and display the results in the search results so you know Google's also looking for regularly changing content on your website and they will actually penalize you um, with a lower ranking if your website stays static if it just stays the same so the more you can add to your blog and create new high quality content the higher your website is going to rank in those relevant searches uh, but I hope that gives you a little bit of a kind of a better understanding I guess as to how you know Google is actually working with your site and um, you know taking the information from your site and showing it up in in the search results so next up I want to talk about keywords and I, I mentioned it briefly but you, you can't write just any any blog post and you know expect people to come flocking to your website um, it doesn't work like that you actually have to be more strategic and um, ensure that what you're writing or ensure that the content that you're writing that people are actually searching for that content online okay um, so that they find that blog post and end up browsing the other things that are on your website so one of the ways to be more strategic around what you're writing about is to understand how keywords work okay so when you start to fully understand how keywords can help you and how um, to blog with search engines in mind it actually makes blogging easier because it's not random there's actually some thought and logic that's gone behind it so that's where your planning that planning element is really key to this okay so the, the best way to kind of go about this is really just to ask yourself this simple question so write it down if you've got a pen and paper but the question is this how can your blog post help your ideal students with their yoga journey and questions that they're asking online okay so how can your blog post help your ideal students with their yoga journey and the questions they're asking online. And the problem they are having becomes the keyword search terms. So the problem that they're having becomes the keywords that you use, okay? And the opportunity for you is showing up in the search results with a blog post that offers the solution to their problem, okay? So that's the challenge. They type in their problem, and up comes your blog post that offers a solution to their problem. So you want their words to match your words, essentially. For instance, let me give you an example, how to do yoga at home, okay? And then you may have created a blog post that's five ways to start a home yoga practice today. <laughs> okay, so you'll see what I mean there by their, their words matching your words. And you know, a keyword is a word or a phrase that someone types into um, a search engine like Google um, to look for something online. So you know, we all use Google every single day. Well, you generally go onto Google and you will write a sentence rather than a word. And I'll come on to that in a minute. But you know, the search that you use um, will bring up the content um, that you're looking for. 
And your goal is to figure out what your ideal student is typing into Google so that you can use those exact keywords in your blog post and on your website. Okay, so this helps to ensure that your blog posts come up when these keywords are, are, are typed or used in the search box. Okay, so if you're not using the keywords that people are searching, that your ideal students are searching, how are they going to find you online? Well, quite simply, they won't find you. You need to be using the types of phrases and words that your target ideal students are searching for. But it's really, really important, really key, that you know who you're writing for, okay? That you know who your ideal student is, what their problems are, and how you can solve their problems through the blog post that you're, that you're creating. So let me just talk a little bit more about keywords. And there's two things that I want to talk about. So there's uh, short tail keywords and long tail keywords. So I won't go any more technical than that today, but basically short tail keywords are things like a one, one word, like yoga, okay? So yoga is a short tail keyword. Um, so really, you know, that is too simplistic. It's too general. If you type yoga into um, Google, there are going to be millions of results that come up, okay? So there's so much competition for that one word, okay? And, you know, realistically, how many people are just going into Google and typing in yoga? You know, what you want to be looking at are long tail keywords, and these are uh, phrases, they're more specific, there's less competition, so it's much more likely that you, that you'll show up in the in the search results and you know a long tail keyword could be something like getting started with yoga how to get started with yoga um, yoga for pregnancy in the third trimester you know all of these types of things that are very specific and related to your niche so start to think about that start to think about you know, what are the types of things that your ideal students, if you teach, um, you know, pregnancy yoga, what are all the questions that people ask you in class? Um, you know, what are maybe messages that you get on social media or via email? What are the questions that you get from your, from your existing students? You can use that. You can use that information. It's research um, to help you to craft articles that you'll write about on your blog okay so I'm going to share with you before I finish up today I'm going to share with you a really easy way to research and you know find out what your ideal students are typing in Google um, and one of these ways uh, is uh, predictive Google's predictive text search facility okay so you will have used this yourself okay you will have come across this yourself so as, as you start typing something in Google, have you ever noticed that as you're typing, words are coming up already? It's almost like it's predicting what it is that you are typing into Google. Um, so that is Google's predictive text search facility. And you can actually use this um, to um, come up with some ideas for blog posts to create. See what Google is predicting that you're going to write because actually those predictions are based on what people have been searching in Google. 
Okay, so it's really useful. So the things that you see at the top are the types of searches that are most popular. Okay, so it's a really good way to kind of come up with some ideas and to just do a little bit of research um, around that. Just go ahead and type some things in and see what, what comes up. Do a little bit of research there. And then once you've got your keywords and you've got some ideas of some phrases that um, your ideal students are using, um, you'll want to create your blog post based on that. And then you need to make sure that you're using those keywords in lots of different places. So I'm just going to run through that with you now. Actually, if you're, if you're using WordPress, then WordPress makes this really easy for you, okay? So there's a plugin that you can use called Yoast SEO, and once you've switched on that plugin, it will take you through um, a traffic light system, and it, it gives you guidance um, as to how, or in the areas that you can improve your blog posts SEO. And every time I create a blog post, I use the plugin, and um, yeah, like I said, it gives you red, amber, green, so you can see where you need to make the improvements to improve the SEO on, on your page. And you know, it will make suggestions to you. So things like having the keywords in the URL. So if it's, let's say, www.yogawithange.com forward slash yoga poses for pregnancy, okay? And then obviously having the um, keywords in the blog posts, um, so in the blog post title, okay, and you know, I, I really recommend that you use titles like how to or perhaps a list, so five ways to, or really good titles to attract people to go and read your blog posts, and then also using the keywords in your headlines within the post with H1 headings, H2, H3. So making sure you use those keywords in those headings as well. Um, also the first few sentences within the post content and ensuring that you've used the, the keywords enough times in the actual post itself, okay? So you want to go for about 2% of um, your post content overall using those keywords. And then one that's often forgotten, if you're using images in your post, which you should be, um, actually saving those images using the keywords, okay? So calling the images by those keywords as well is really important, okay? So that's covered quite a lot today. And as I said, I was focusing today on how you can use your blog to boost your traffic to, the web, to your website using the keywords, using the SEO, and you know, making Google happy. Um, and hopefully that's given you a little taster um, of what that's all about. Probably going to leave it there today. Um, and I will chat with you all very, very, very soon. Have a beautiful day, guys. Take care. You've been listening to the Yogipreneur podcast brought to you by Digital Yoga Academy, the leader in business and marketing education for yoga teachers worldwide. And if you loved what you learned today, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And remember that learning is nothing without taking action. So join the Success Club, our monthly membership of online trainings, where you can get access for an entire month for free. Go to digitalyogaacademy.com forward slash success club.